Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. While sitting at my dining room table, I believe the Lord spoke to me and told me to share with you about the power of the blood. And I'm saying to churches around the world, if you're listening, get these messages out to pastors. We need to start prepping our people to apply the blood to our circumstances. Amen. How many of you came from churches where you heard them say, plead the blood? Amen. Amen. There's some traditions that we don't need to get rid of. And that's what we're going to begin to do, plead the blood. I was asked by a 19-year-old on Friday uh, while at a reception. A young man got married, and I was invited to the wedding and to pray over the reception. And I had an opportunity to sit next to a young 19-year-old male who asked me, why, uh, what would you say to young people about going to uh, church when there's a threat? People are blowing churches up. Why, Why would we go to a church when people are coming in to shoot? And you have to have security guards and take precautions like that. Very, very uh, peculiar question. So what I shared with him was, first of all, young man, what you need to understand, the threat is not in the natural first. The threat is in the spirit. And, and, And because it's in the spirit, you don't have to be in church to get killed. Actually, the church is the safest place for you. So if you really believe that, why would you go to a club? Why would you go to Walmart? They shooting that up too. Why would you go to school or to college? They're doing it on the college campuses. So the, the attack on the church is strategic by the enemy to keep people like you who need it from coming into it. But you go everywhere else. And so what I want you to understand, the enemy is after you, young man. He wants you to think that you can handle life without God. He's after you at 19. 19 is the age, the top age of young men giving up their lives while in Vietnam. Because the threat is high. Young men your age in Chicago are being shot every week. Yet young men are piling into Chicago. And you want to think that the enemy... Uh, The enemy wants to make you afraid to come to the church. No, you need to come to the church and the church is going to protect itself. But you need to be a part of what God is doing. I'm in my 50s. You're 19. I said to the young man. And so you may see my demise. But when we pass this baton to you, what are you going to tell the next generation? Stay out of the church. Is that the answer? Because there may be a threat. Then tell them to stop going anywhere in the world. God is after you. He arrested me. I know now why I'm here, I said to him. Because he wanted to speak to you. He loves you. You need to stop straddling the fence. One foot in and one foot out. Or when you get in trouble, first thing you call is the church. And there's going to be some trouble in America. Young men your age and around your age are targets from the enemy. And I don't know why there's not an urgency in your life to draw closer to the Lord. And he listened. 
He listened. And my prayer is that 19-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds, male and females, are beginning to understand that the enemy is after you. There's a target on your chest. And what you need to do is surrender your life to the Lord. And for the old coons, you've been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. What are you still straddling the fence for? Haven't you had enough? It's time to come home, right? Thank you, God. Well, I need to give you a little doctrine, a scriptural doctrine of the blood. Blood is so important. Leviticus chapter 11, I'm sorry, 17 and verse 11. Leviticus 17 and 11. Please take these notes because you need to understand the scriptural doctrine of the blood. Of blood in the scriptures. What does the scripture say about blood? Leviticus 17 and 11 reads like this. For the life of the flesh is not in the breath. The life of your flesh is in the blood. Look at the word. And I have given it to you upon the altar. This is the purpose to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. So when you break that scripture down, you need to understand the life that's in your flesh is in your blood. That's why we could take a few pints and you'll stop breathing. You can have air all around you, but you need to understand that the blood is the life of your flesh. It is the best that your flesh can release. And God required it to be spilled on the altar to make atonement, not to cure, but to make atonement for the souls. Old Testament. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. It is what God requires, the best, the life of the flesh to make atonement for the soul. It is the red fluid circulating in the body that makes nourishment to the body parts. And it carries away waste. So it nourishes your body and your organs. And it rids waste from your body. We see it uh, coming through the urethra and coming through the bowel. But you need to know it is the blood that carries the waste. That gets it out. And that's why it needs to be purified. Constantly. Your bone marrow. Your organs all need blood. Actually, your bone marrow produces it. You don't need anything to break down your immune system. One Coke can knock it away or make it sluggish for several days. So watch your sugar intake. How many sweet tooths do we have in here? Well, you may get by with it when you're young, but the older you get, you got to push away from that. Cancer has a way of, uh, of swimming in all of our bodies. But the reason why many of us catch it is because we have septic systems, sluggish immune systems. And what happens is the germ is able to lodge. You cut back on the sugar, you have a healthy immune system, and freely you will rid yourself of the waste and even the germs that try to connect and lodge in your body. 
And you have the blood of Jesus that you can apply to your body. Can the church say amen? The Bible makes it clear that the satisfaction or payment for our sins comes, is made by the blood or the death of a special specified animal substitute. Leviticus again, 17 and 11, for the flesh, the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your sins. For it is the blood that makes atonement. For your sins. It is not you. God requires the life of flesh. To make atonement. For your sins. Those animals had to die. To release the best of their flesh. It is not the ham. It is not the roast. That's the best of the flesh. The best of the flesh is in the blood. And that's what spilled on the altar. To make atonement for your souls. The Hebrew writer uh, in, his write, in his letter to the, to the Hebrews uh, summing up the Old Testament rituals in respect to the ritual of the Old Testament. I love the book of Hebrews. If you ever want to understand what Leviticus is all about, read the book of Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22, almost all things, I like that, almost all things. Are by the law purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood. There is no remission. Of your sins. Now notice he says almost all things. Which means those Old Testament rituals. Were good but they were rituals. It could not truly make atonement for your souls. We need something greater. Than the blood of goats and bulls. We needed something better. A better sacrifice than what they provided. Almost all things are by the law purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for your sins. Well, why do we need to know this? Because you need to understand doctrine. When you understand the doctrine, then you can understand the benefit of the doctrine. I'm telling you now that you need to know that the life of the flesh is not your beauty or your makeup. The life of your flesh is in the blood. Glory to God. And God requires it to atone for your souls. Thank you, God. That's why there had to be death. There had to be death. Even in America, nothing really changes. You can have a stoplight, need a stoplight on the street, but you won't see it changed until somebody gets hurt. And then when death comes, oh, now we need to create a law. When you could have done it to prevent the death. Because without the shedding of blood, people don't move. Thank you, God. And this is why we need to understand how life goes. This is how love goes, yes, but this is how life goes. Now, let's look at another passage here because I want you to get this. The scripture says almost all things are purified by law, by the law, purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Write it down, Hebrews 9 and 22. That word atone is very unique. It is the blood that atones for your souls. To atone literally means to cover. It is the blood that covers your soul. It atones for your soul. It at, at one meant to make it right, but it covers your soul. It is the blood that hides your soul. 
We're all exposed. Our soul is all exposed to all type of music, all type of language, all type of things that we see on the Internet, things that we should have never seen. Little kids are watching full videos, but it is the blood that atones or covers your soul after you've been exposed to some type of virus, whether it is Corona or it's an eye virus or an ear virus. It is the blood that atones for your souls. It covers your soul. It hides your soul. Here's another one. It shelters your soul. The blood puts a pavilion over your souls and not allow it to be exposed, hallelujah, to the elements of this life. Thank you, God. But in that sense, it is atoned. Or how in that sense is it atoned? Some need to understand, certainly not for the unbeliever, they wouldn't understand that. Because the unbeliever would say, all I need is something to soothe my soul. <laughs> I just need another joint or another drink or a new relationship to soothe it after I go through pain. I need someone to touch me, to soothe me after I made my biggest mistake. But we know that those things can't kill the problem. It only masks the problem. And America and this world doesn't need any more soothing messages. What we need is cure to our maladies and cures to our indiscretions and a help at the soul level. Thank you, God. There is a moral fiber that God wants us to embrace now. There is a, a law that's greater than the national law or local laws or federal laws. And it's called the moral law. Yet many of us violate it without feeling any, any sense of remorse. And God wants you to understand that unbelievers sense the soothing, but believers need to be covered. Unbelievers can get away with just uh, getting by, but believers need to be sheltered. Believers need to be covered. We need to hide in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. We need to be hidden in the crevice of the rock, the cleft of the rock thank you jesus and that rock is jesus let me take a moment right now and praise god because he hides me let me praise him because he shelters me ah let me praise him because he's still watching over me let me praise him because he's covering me he's covering my family he's covering my investments He's covering my mind. He's covering my relationships. He's covering my house. Come on. He's covering my community. He's covering the church. Hallelujah. He's covering my grandmama. He's covering my auntie. He's covering my parents. He's covering my uncles, all of my relatives. He's covering this government. Ah. Hallelujah, local and federal. He's covering our military personnel. Hallelujah. He's covering our hospitals. He's coming up with remedies. He's working on me. Come on. He's working through me. He's working in me. He's purifying my blood. He's cleansing my mind. Thank you, Jesus. 
Glory, hallelujah. To make atonement, to atone for your souls. Not just to soothe your soul, but to atone for your soul. We're not operating, we're not offering a quid pro quo here. You give God something and he gives you something. When he atones for the soul, he's saying you can't do it on your own. You can't get this stain out of your life. This stain won't get out if you rub it out or shout it out. You got to red blood it out. You got to get it blotted out. Blot out my transgressions. Thank you, Jesus. Have mercy on me, David said in Psalm 52. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Glory to God. Blot out my transgression. For my sin is ever before me. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. It is in the gracious sense of reconciling by sacrificial vicarious interception write it down it is in the gracious sense of reconciling not quid pro quo but in the great the gracious sense of reconciling by sacrificial vicarious interception what does that mean bishop well God's through his grace reconciles us by sacrificing the life of his son vicarious means as a substitute instead of killing me he killed his own son and he intercepted the sin problem thank you God he intercepted it by applying his own blood and telling death you can't come past the blood Telling Corona, you can't come past the blood. Telling viruses, you can't come past the blood. Telling sin, the sin nature, you can't come past this. If they apply this, you must stop. For when I see blood, thank you, Jesus, I'll pass over you. Thank you, God. The plague is in the community, but when I see blood, I'll pass over you. Thank you, Jesus. Hell is in the community. It's eating us up alive. But when I see blood, the avenger must stop. The plan of the enemy has to halt. He can't do what he purposed to do. When I apply the blood, can the church say amen? Well, let's take a moment and give him praise for the blood. Thank you, God. The reason he assigns it because it is the blood that makes atonement. It is the blood that speaks. Thank you, God. Maybe you're not aware of it, but the first time we hear blood speaking is in the book of Genesis. When Cain raised up against his brother Abel, the scripture said, and he killed him because he was jealous of the boy. He was jealous. That he offered unto God what God required, which was blood. He took the firstlings of his flock. He found out what God required through his father Abraham. I'm sorry, through his father Adam. Who when he committed sin, the scripture says God took coats of skin 
and he covered Adam and Eve with coats of skin. Where did he get the skin from? From an animal that he killed. Adam didn't see that if you want to please God, God requires the best or the life of the flesh. That's what he required. So Adam began to teach his sons the same pattern. The youngest boy picked up the pattern and brought the firstlings of his flock to offer it unto the Lord. Because that's what he required. It atones for your soul. But Cain says, I'm not killing no animal. I'll give him what I believe he deserves. And he went out and picked fruit. And he brought it to God as a basket, a nice basket of fruit. Which many of us would say that's wonderful. Man, what a wonderful thing. A fruit basket. Grapes and apples and oranges and bananas. God said, that's not what I require. It looks nice and it may good, be good for your girlfriend or your future wife. But I want the best that you can offer. And he's the father of everybody trying to find their own way in religion. I don't need organized church. I don't need to go to church because I got a relationship with God. Who told you that? You got to find what God requires. And God requires the best of the flesh. Hallelujah. And he offered it unto God, the scripture says, and he rejected it. He refused Cain's offer. But he accepted Abel and it made Cain very, very jealous of his brother. And he went, rose up against him when they were alone. He was stronger than the boy. And the Bible says he killed him. Here comes God walking, disturbed again. And he asked Cain, where is your brother? Here's Cain. Am I my brother's keeper? Look how cold-blooded he is. Cold-blooded. How cold you kill your brother, bury him half buried. And am I my brother's keeper? Same thing in our streets today. He means nothing to me. Cold blooded. Come on, Rick James. Cold blooded. Y'all don't know anything about Rick James? Anybody ever heard of Rick James before? Before your time, right? Ben Cain know about Rick James. <laughs> cold-blooded individuals God asked him directly where's your brother am I my brother's keeper he said surely I can hear him his blood is screaming from the ground I want you all to hear this blood is shed the blood speaks it's screeching from the ground. That's why if you commit murder, it may take 30 years. Somebody's going to find you. Because the blood screams for justice. Thank you, God. The blood screams. It speaks. And when the blood atones for your souls, it screams. Saying to any virus, all sin, you can't pass here. This is where you stop. Where the blood is applied. This is where you stop. Thank you God. Hallelujah. It is the blood that makes atonement. And the Old Testament atones not, of course, absolutely, but in part. It is not possible for the blood of bulls and of goats and calves to take away the consciousness of sins 
but the blood does atone, so to speak, constructively. Prophetically, it's speaking against sin. Now we have the key in the scriptural doctrine for the blood. And I want to talk about the blood of Jesus now. Christ is which uh, he fulfills the blood, the blood rituals of the Old Testament. The blood Levitical, the Levitical victims of the Old Testament. Christ is the cure for all of that. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 through 20. It's on the screen. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver, gold. Look at the word. From your sins, from your aimless conduct, received by traditions from your fathers. Verse 19, but with the precious blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You were redeemed through his blood. Notice you're not redeemed because you have money. You're not redeemed because you never went to jail. You're not redeemed because you're a good person, silver, gold. You're not redeemed because you're a billionaire. You're not redeemed because you're a millionaire. You're not redeemed because you pay your bills on time. You're redeemed through the precious blood of Christ. Can the church say amen? He was, look at this, a lamb without blemish. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So plead the blood. Now we've heard uh, years, I've heard it for years in church. I plead the blood and I thank God for those saints. They didn't know, know much about the doctrine of the blood. But they knew one thing. I have no help and he's the only help I know. So I plead the blood. Thank you, God. Hopefully I'll bring some clarity to what that means today. To plead the blood. What does it mean? What is the full intent or extent of the power it implies? What does the plead, what does plead the blood really mean to us today? I believe that it means to make a case. Please write it down. To make a case or to state the facts. To make a case or to state a fact. It, it means to make an appeal or entreaty. Like pleading for mercy. Someone had a gun pointed at you and you say please 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 don't kill me you're pleading for mercy I remember being uh, talking to someone who uh, had made some major mistakes and was standing before the judge but before he stood before the judge one of the security guards uh, one of the correctional officers brought him some mail and, and kind of you know, threw the mail to him and it fell on the ground from his grandmother. So he attacked the guard, stomped him in the ground. Well, anyway, when he stood before the judge, he was talking. I know he shouldn't have threw the mail that my grandmama. You don't ever throw mail that my grandmama sends. You know, your honor, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have done it. And so the, the honor said to the young man, says, well, you're a minister to society. We're going to add another year to your sentence. 
And then he stopped calling the judge your honor. He said, my honor, please, my honor, please, my honor. He started pleading <laughs> when he realized that one indiscretion added a year to his sentence. He started pleading for mercy. And a lot of people don't plead for mercy because they don't have a sense of urgency. But if your life is on the line, you'll plead for it. Thank you, God. As to law, it's a legal term. Not an allegation made by or on behalf of a party to a legal suit. Supported by his or her claim or defense. It is a defender's answer to a legal declaration or charge. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? It's something that happens in a courtroom. So you need to start seeing not just the issue that you're dealing with. You got to see yourself in a courtroom when you plead. You ever heard of the term plea bargain? That means you bargain with the attorney you would admit to doing certain things if you can get a lesser sentence. Plea bargain. This is something in a judicial setting. And God wants us to understand it because we just heard our forefathers saying I plead the blood. But you got to understand what it means. There are three things you need to understand. You can plead the fifth. You can plead your own case. Or you can plead the blood. You choose. I'm going to give you what three, all three of them mean. You can plead the fifth. You can plead your own case. Or you can plead the blood. If you plead the fifth, that means you're going to remain silent. I think we sung a song today. I will not be silent. I will always worship you. But there are some people that say, well, I, I just don't feel it. So I'll, I'll plead the fifth. I know I'm guilty. But if I say something, I'll incriminate myself. So instead of saying something or even asking for forgiveness, I'll just remain silent. Thank you, God. And in worship, that is a no-no. Because God... For his sacrificial offering. He says all I want from you. <laughs> you can't pay me for what I did. But from the fruit of your lips. I want you to lock your body down. Put your feet down. And from the fruit of your lips. I want you to give me the sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. But I want you to give it to me. Not some dead hallelujah. Or some dead glory to God, but an effervescent, squealing, living sacrifice. Squealing, hallelujah. <laughs> so we're going to eliminate that truth, reveal any dead sacrifice. I'll just give it to you when I get ready. I'm cool. I'm cool like that. 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 I don't raise my voice because I'm cool like that. God says, I don't need much. You can never pay me for what I did. 
But I need you to lock it down and open up your mouth and squeal it. Hallelujah. For all that he's done, you can't give him that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's been too good to me. He's doing great things for me. He used to sing a song years ago. He keeps doing great things for me. How many of you know he's still doing great things? Come on, if he hasn't done any great thing for you lately, it's on his way. So send a praise in advance to him. I can praise you. Your credit is so good. I can praise you in advance for what you're going to do. Because you're still doing great things for me. Those of you that are watching, take a step back right now and give God praise. Along with those in the sanctuary, let's crescendo and give God his due praise. Come on, everybody. Let everything that hath breath, give him glory. Don't plead the fifth now. I will not be silent. I will always. Here's my worship. All of my uh, oh God I thank you come on you're still in the avenger come on come on come on things are loosening up when you pray even the enemy that had you marked your house marked when you give God praise he stops the plan of the enemy ah Jesus you can plead the fifth, remain silent, or you can plead your own case. That means you're so confident that you're going to win. And ignorant at the same time. You don't even need an attorney. You studied law just a little bit. I don't need an advocate. I don't need to spend that money. I can do it myself. Guilty of sin, but want to plead your own case. Ted Bundy type. He slew all of those girls and was so confident in himself. I don't need an attorney. That's what he said. I don't need an attorney. I'll plead my own case. Even got married in front of everybody. After slaying all of those girls. Don't need an advocate. Don't need an attorney. Because I got it myself. Egocentric. Narcissistic. I got it myself. I only need God. When I have a need, but I don't need him anytime else. Pleading your own case before a just God. And we have a lot of people that are in that box today. Self-confidence is good, but being cocky is an audacious, a saucy audacious is pride. It's even arrogant to plead your own case. I don't care how wonderful you are. 
you stand before a judge in the legal system in America, you need someone to be an advocate for you. Stop trying to be liberal and start trying to be smart and get someone who's been through the training who can speak on your behalf. Some cases are thrown out when an attorney stands before you. They're able to say one or two words. Just say, you know what, I don't even need this. Throw it out. But if you fail to do that, you may have yourself jacked up. I'm talking about jacked up bad. <laughs> Young man came to me and he said, you know, I, I just really believe God's going to take care of this situation. I say, son, you need an attorney. I just, I got it. I said, son, listen to me. You need an attorney. I don't know. He had the money to, I don't want to do that. I'm just going. I'm just going to let things be. Let it be. Has you been listening to the Beatles too long, man? Get you an attorney. He had the resources as well. Didn't do it. He got jacked up so bad that it was a shame. And he was an innocent man. Because if you don't have an advocate, I don't know why anybody says, I don't need Jesus. Because he's the one. The Bible says Satan, along with his other tricks, is the accuser. He's the prosecutor of the church folk. That's what you need to see. Every time you make a mistake after salvation, he takes it when nobody knows about it. Takes it before God. Look what they did. Kill them. Kill them. They're guilty. And Jesus is the one that stands. But I shed my blood for them. I gave my life the best of my life. God says, throw out the case. It happens all the time, whether you know it or not. And I don't know why you can't praise him. You need to know what's going on in the heavenly courtroom. So you can get your head together. Because he knows it all. Satan knows everything you do. And you want to be uh, able to plead your own case? Based on what? On what righteousness? What, what can you... What can you what can you show God where he has to pay you back? Something or anything. There's nothing you've done. The air we breathe is his. The strength he gives us. We can't make our heart beat. Every heartbeat. Every time it beats, we have to say thank you. Because you're not in control of it. It beats while you're asleep. Based on what can we stand before a holy God and say, God, I just, I just, I can, I can stand on my own. Thank you, Lord. Well, last but not least, you can plead the blood. When you plead the blood, you're basically saying I'm flawed and I'm guilty. I did it. I'm unworthy. And I've come to the limit of what I can do. I haven't crossed every T or dotted every I. I'm not smart enough. I'm not swift enough. I don't know what I'm doing. And I need mercy. I believe it was Felicia who said today, his mercy is new every morning. 
And there's fresh mercy for every one of us who please the blood of Jesus. Have mercy on me. I'm falling on your mercy. I'm falling on the mercy of the judge. I plead the blood. It is the blood that shields us from the plague of the land. It is the blood that cures us from the sin issue. It is the blood that makes us righteous. It is the blood that makes us whole. Plead it. But when you plead it, it's not with arrogance. I plead the blood. No, I can't do this, God. I can't remain silent and I can't plead my case. I plead the blood. Do you all see it? And when you plead the blood, you activate the power of the blood to do what you can't do. Come on, give God praise for that. Exodus chapter 12, verse 7. And they shall take some of the blood. Ah, Jesus. And put it on the two doorposts. And on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. And they will take some of the blood and put it on the doorposts. I plead the blood. Hallelujah. In verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night. And I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. But both man and beast and against all the gods of Egypt. And I will execute judgment on the land. Now. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over the, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So the only thing that separates you from the people is not your fair skin. It's not your education. It's not what you've done right or wrong. But when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of us are grateful because the plague may pass over us. We get our mask. We wash our hands. But let us also give God praise and thanks for what is coming to us. Thank you. Not only does God cause the plague to pass over you, but when you plead the blood, there are benefits from the blood that he pushes into your house. Glory to God. At one minute with God. Even if God was angry with you, when you apply the blood, his frown turns into a smile. Thank you, Jesus. Not only that, when you ask him to touch your kids, even if they do wrong, he passes over them. Glory to God. And when you're in business, he passes over. When somebody's trying to work some type of strategy to stop you, God has a way of quelling the end of the enemy. Man, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. And when there's a thousand that don't want your church to grow, when you plead the blood, hallelujah, they start coming from everywhere. Glory to God. Come on, plead the blood. Say, I plead the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. The blood of the covenant comes into your house when you plead the blood. That relationship with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Behold, I stand at the door and knock and if any man hear my voice and and let me in I'll come in and sup with him and he with me 
Not only is the blood over the doorpost, but the king comes into your house. Oh, help me, Jesus. A lot of people just like for stuff to pass over, but who's in the house with you? The lamb is in the house. Hallelujah. The man is in the house. Glory to God. He's living with me. He's abiding with me. That's why he said, I want you to eat this lamb. I want you to eat it. I want you to go into communion. You put the blood over the doorpost, kill it, but I want you to roast it. And I want you to eat it. I want you to go in communion. I want you to have a relationship. I want you to ingest the lamb. Glory to God. And as you leave out the next day, you, the lamb is working in you. The blood is not. Your blood takes what you ate and is working it in your body to give you strength so you can go through this journey and you won't die on the way. Can somebody say amen? If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have life eternal. That's what Jesus said. Can the church say amen? It's not just what passes over. It's what comes into you. Thank you, God. So cover it with the blood of Jesus. Right now, as I close this message, don't move yet. We need to do some confessions because we're going to push back on Corona. Repeat after me. I cover my mind and my thoughts with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I cover my mind and my thoughts. With the blood of Jesus. Come on, repeat after me. I cover my doorposts and my possessions with the blood of Jesus. Now I'm asking you to preach with me. We got to shout this out. Glory to God. I cover my doorposts and my possessions with the blood of Jesus. Open your mouth and say with me. I overcome the devil through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The devil had no power, no victory over me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Repeat after me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper through the blood of Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Repeat after me. Through the blood of Jesus, I receive multiple grace and peace. Thank you, God. I decree and declare multiple grace and peace over your life in the name of Jesus. Repeat after me. I am made perfect through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give him praise for that. Hallelujah. I'm made perfect. Come on. I got a perfect 10 through the blood of Jesus. Repeat after me. I have boldness to enter into the presence of God. Through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. God praise you. Next time you pray, stop being timid. It's because you plead the blood, you can step right into the presence of God boldly. And when you make your request, I need you to make it boldly. Stop saying, God, I come to you as humble as I know. He already know you're humble appropriate the blood father that's what you need father like you got business with it father i stretch out my hands i need you to move in my life you know i'm humble that's why i'm coming to you god i plead
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I decree and declare boldness in your life. Hallelujah. You don't have to be timid. God already knows. Hallelujah. He's not intimidated when you raise your voice. Call out to him. Father, help me. Glory to God. And he will help you. Come on, give him a praise. I feel the Holy Ghost on that. We're breaking fear. We're breaking fear through the blood of Jesus. We're breaking fear. We're breaking fear through the blood of Jesus. We're breaking fear. We're breaking fear through the blood. In Africa, we're breaking fear. In China, we're breaking fear. In America, we're breaking fear. Thank you, God. Repeat after me, my conscience is purged from dead works to serve the living God through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Repeat after me. I have redemption through the blood of Jesus. And I am redeemed from the power of evil. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. It has no more dominion in your life. Through the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Repeat after me. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the coronavirus and its threats. Give God praise in the name of Jesus. Woo. I plead the blood against this virus. Yes. I thank God for the CDC and I thank God for antidotes but I plead the blood thank you Jesus oh God help us Woo. repeat after me I plead the healing power of the blood over churches over schools over facilities medical facilities the elderly and the feeble over our children in Jesus name hallelujah ah. and I rebuke all spirits of torments in the name of Jesus invading our land ah. that tormenting spirit has the go Set us free, God, as we plead the blood. You say, when I see it, I'll pass over. But I'll also come into the house and sup with you and you with me. I'll commune with you. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, glory to God. One more repeat after me. I receive the benefits through the new covenant through the blood of Jesus health prosperity wisdom faith salvation preservation in Jesus name let's give him a resounding praise in the name of Jesus hallelujah I plead the blood over my children 
over my families, over my life. Come on. I want you to plead the blood over your future. I don't know what I'm going to do. But God, I thank you for your blood. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Healing, 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 healing. I plead the blood in Jesus' name. feel it in my spirit Holy Ghost is anointing you with boldness there's such an anointing here I wish I can touch each one of you but you got to receive it from the Holy Ghost lift up your hands there's an anointing coming upon your life Justin there's an anointing coming upon you son hallelujah because you stretched out because you believe all things are possible to you. I hear the Holy Ghost. He's smearing you for your future. Hallelujah! For your future, Justin. This anointing today will go through your life with you. As you proceed in life to do great things, God is with you. Hallelujah. Touch the young man, lift him up. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Stretch those hands out. us deliver us bathe us in your blood in the name of Jesus open your mouth and release a praise unto the Lord hallelujah come on all around the world I see New York praising God I see Atlanta Georgia praising God I see Dallas Texas praising God come on I see New Jersey praising the Lord I see South Carolina giving God the glory I see Titusville giving God praise. Come on, Miami, lift up your voice. Come on, Tampa, lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Tallahassee, lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Houston, give God the glory. Come on, Los Angeles. Come on. Come on, Los Angeles. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, San Clemente, give him praise. Santiana, give him glory. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.